Hello, and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we have a rather exciting update to a popular video that we did about a fellow YouTuber named Totally Not Mark and the fact that he had more than 100 videos taken down by Toy Animation back at the end of last year. If you aren't familiar with this story at all, you can check out our video, Totally Not Fine. YouTube is failing its content creators, for a little spoiler alert on how I feel about the overall subject matter. But long story short, I felt that YouTube was not doing enough to prevent content creators like Toy from just obliterating a channel's catalog of content with seemingly no backstop requiring them to look at the international law issues applicable to their particular claim. In this specific context, Japan does not have the same level of fair use or fair dealing protection that many other countries have. But it should be noted that international copyright law is not a thing. Or as the United States Copyright Office puts it, There is no such thing as an international copyright that will automatically protect an author's writings throughout the world. Protection against unauthorized use in a particular country depends on the national laws of that country. Or as this circular further states, the scope of protection available in a country will turn on the substantive provisions available under that country's law and practice. And keep in mind that some countries offer little or no copyright protection to foreign work. Said another way, and this is a very short form version of that earlier video, if you're toy animation, if you're anybody anywhere in the world, you can't simply apply your jurisdiction's own copyright protections or lack thereof for things like fair use and fair dealing out to the rest of the world. And To be frank, this presents a problem for folks that operate on the internet. YouTube wants to operate a platform that's available globally, so they don't even afford their content creators the ability to start hitting buttons as to where their content appears. They do, however, afford the copyright holder who might otherwise be using tools to take down things to cause trouble for those content creators the ability to lock off their remedies to specific jurisdictions. We see this in the way YouTube actually describes the tools at its disposal. It says owners, owners of copyright material, can manage their copyright interests on YouTube by issuing a copyright takedown. That's the big, meaty, teeth-filled legal way of doing things. Or by claiming a video and setting a policy to track it by collecting stats, monetizing it by placing ads and collecting ad revenue, or blocking it by making it unavailable where... In some territories, YouTube makes many, many references to the fact that copyright holders can limit the applicability of the tools that YouTube has given them to only certain territories. Why? Because different territories have different laws. Now, it is important to make the distinction here, as we will see in Totally Not Mark's update, between copyright takedowns, which are that formal legal process. This is what we mean when we talk about the DMCA. YouTube gets a formal notice under penalty of perjury that there's a copyright infringement, and they describe it as this requires sites like YouTube to process takedown requests and describes the process we follow. We've talked about this a lot in virtual legality. It does no such thing. It doesn't require anybody to do anything, but it does incentivize them very strongly through what we call the safe harbor. That if YouTube doesn't do these things, they could potentially be on the hook for the content creator's infringement. YouTube doesn't want that. 
so they follow the rules. But require, that's a bit strong language. We'll allow it from YouTube. They use it all the time. But that's only one way that copyright holders can do what they want to do. They can also use YouTube's content ID service, which effectively sits outside next to above the law. And it's effectively just a YouTube tool button that allows copyright holders to take something down, to otherwise block it, to cause trouble for the people that are making the videos. As YouTube describes it, unlike takedowns, which are defined by law, these are defined by us. Content ID is a YouTube system that is made possible by deals between YouTube and content partners who have uploaded material they own to our database. It's separate. You don't have all those nasty penalties of perjury. You can just hit the buttons that we give to you. Now, we do note, again, in other places on our own help pages, that the video can be blocked worldwide. Sure, they've got a worldwide button, or just in certain countries or regions. So we know that the copyright holders have that capability. We also know that YouTube warns the copyright holders about using these things outside the bounds of law. These actions can be specific to a country or region. For example, a video may be monetized in one country region and blocked or tracked in another, but note, even unintentional misuse of content ID can have serious consequences for YouTube, us. We really care about us when we write this as YouTube and creators. We also secondarily care about them insofar as they make us money. Content ID comes with complex controls that require ongoing management and an advanced understanding of copyright. You shouldn't be hitting the worldwide infringement button if you aren't sure that there's worldwide infringement. In fact, I would sit here and challenge YouTube about whether a worldwide takedown button is ever appropriate. That a content holder that's going to take such a significant step against someone that's otherwise creating videos for people to watch should have to go through the process of making darn sure that they know that the infringement they're claiming is actually infringement in the jurisdiction they're claiming it in, rather than just simply being able to hit a worldwide button. Now, YouTube promises they're going to police this. In fact, there are other pages that I'm not bringing up in this video solely for the interests of keeping this shorter than my usual fare that say, if you repeatedly violate these rules, we'll strip you of all your powers. They do reference it, however, on this same page saying misuse of these tools, such as submitting false information, not going through the process you should before you hit the buttons that you did may result in the suspension of your account or other legal consequences, right? You could be liable. We don't even know what this thing could look like in the future, but note, YouTube doesn't even commit to a punishment or penalty there. It may result. Please don't do it. We don't want to have to do something against you, but it could. So pay attention. And before submitting takedown requests, says YouTube, and this is very pertinent to the story we're telling today, it's important to consider whether fair use, fair dealing, or other exceptions to copyright applies in each situation. So the story here is that a Japanese animation company, and we're gonna simplify this for purposes of this story. We're not gonna talk about distribution rights or other licenses that might otherwise be affecting what they are saying in their various takedown notices. A Japanese animation company has made a piece of animation. And this YouTuber, Totally Not Mark, is making commentary episodes about it. Now we can't guarantee that those are fair use here in virtual reality. In fact, not any lawyer, even if they had every example in front of them, could guarantee 
that it's fair use, fair dealing, or something similar, because those are all facts and circumstances based. They all live in the minds of the judges or juries that might otherwise be evaluating the question. But we can analyze these things and say, when I looked at Totally Not Mark's content, it looked far closer to fair use, far closer to transformation, far closer to the other things that we use to analyze the question here in the United States than some other videos we've covered in this space, such as those reacts videos that just play the episode and put somebody in the corner. These are different from that. And so the toy animations of the world should have to consider fair use for United States distribution, fair dealing for Irish and European Union distribution and the other jurisdictional laws that might otherwise apply regardless of the fact that Japan doesn't have such same protection. Which leads us to today's announcement from Totally Not Mark. Toy update. Hopefully, this will be the last video I make like this. A lot has happened. Some great, some weird, and some I never even knew about. This is the latest update concerning toy animation. Excited to move on from this. You can see I used this picture in this very video, and you can check it out for yourself. In fact, I will, of course link it in the description of this video so you can check it out for yourself. But there are two major areas of this video that made me think about what I had said in my earlier conversation and also to point out where YouTube succeeded in saving Totally Not Mark and also didn't do enough in my estimation. So let's look at his summary of what happened because I think it's very interesting. It also exposes one assumption that I had made in my earlier video that turned out to be incorrect because frankly, I could not fathom a copyright holder doing what it appears that Toy Animation did. So he says, firstly, prior to any email being sent to me, so he gets his takedown notices, I think it was overnight, in a series of emails that are very, very rapid. Toy Animation sent YouTube directly over 150 takedown notices. So we have to take a step back here. Totally Not Mark says in his video, he's getting this information forthhand. The way this is being conveyed to him is that Toy Animation is talking to YouTube Japan. YouTube Japan is talking to YouTube wherever he is. I think it's Ireland, wherever he's operating. They are talking to him through his YouTube contact, and then he's delivering the information to us. So I'm going to point out where I think there's a little bit of BSing, a little bit of smoke being thrown by YouTube towards Totally Not Mark, because they know, of course, he's going to report on these various things out to us. But suffice it to say, what he got reported to him by YouTube is that they got the equivalent of 150 DMCA takedown notices. Those big, long notices where they put all the information, they highlight the video, they highlight their content, they do it under penalty of perjury, all that good stuff, that those were submitted to YouTube before he got those content ID claims. As he says, these are requests to YouTube not to block my content, but to delete them off my channel, which would lead to strikes and the termination of my account. Potentially, YouTube can sometimes get involved with very serious situations like this one. But suffice it to say, that's the big toothy penalty provision. Those are the takedowns. Toy went after his channel whole hog. But in response to this request, per Totally Not Mark, YouTube, as per their policy, he says, which is again being delivered to him by YouTube, did not remove the videos, but rather requested Toy to confirm that they had considered exceptions to copyright such as fair use and fair dealing. We saw in the help page we just looked at that that is an admonition of YouTube, that if you're going to use our tools and our content ID system and our buttons, you will consider how those specific exceptions apply so that you're not just willy-nilly taking down videos, removing content from our service and otherwise causing trouble for us and our content creators. So YouTube looks at this 
and says 150 videos and presumably examined them themselves. Although because of that safe harbor, they can't actually make the determination themselves and said, Toy, you should think about this again. It's at that point in time that Toy does something unexpected. The Totally Not Mark has clearly been told by YouTube, scuttled the ship for Toy, ruined their goodwill with YouTube. He describes it as follows. In response to this, Toy broke YouTube's policy in not providing an answer to their question about whether they had looked at fair use and fair dealing, and they go around the horn. Instead of responding with a justification for their takedown notices per YouTube's request, they instead use their own tools behind YouTube's back to manually claim and block each and every one of the over 150 videos in my catalog. So remembering how this looks, what is being described here is the difference between copyright takedowns and content ID claims. The story that Totally Not Mark has been given, and we have to put it in those terms, not because Totally Not Mark is lying, not because there's deception on his part, but because it goes through so many versions of telephone to get to him, and because YouTube has a vested interest in making itself look good in this story. We have to look at it from the perspective of a little bit ambiguous information. So the story we've got is that Toy goes whole hog for the channel. Copyright takedown notices. Once you get three of those, you're eligible to actually have your channel removed. That happens automatically unless YouTube intervenes. All sorts of bad things happen. They put in those takedowns and YouTube makes the unusual step of saying, you sure, Toy? Why don't you think about fair use and fair dealing here and come back to us? Toy goes away for a second. And instead of responding to YouTube on that question, instead uses their ability to manually claim things through the content ID system, a power that YouTube has to specifically give them by agreement and uses those buttons to take them down themselves. Now, content ID claims are not the same as legal claims. In fact, there's a lot of references here to say, hey, if you're affected by this, it doesn't mean you're getting strikes. Content ID claims don't result in suspensions, terminations, or strikes but they're still very bad. And when you talk about someone's livelihood like this, YouTube can't be thrilled with a content holder effectively saying, oh, you're not gonna let us through that pathway. We're gonna back around and use this pathway. Now note, there's nothing explicitly shown to us outside as third parties and not copyright holders at this level that suggests that you can't use both kind of options. But YouTube was clearly upset at this. They pointed it out to Toy Animation, presumably because at some level within YouTube, somebody thought it was wrong and would create trouble. And Toy going around the horn is described by Totally Not Mark here as breaking YouTube's policy, but... I think framing it as going behind YouTube's back is a little strong. These are tools that YouTube would have given them for this purpose in all reality. Now he continues, he says, in short, Toy explicitly broke the rules in this instance, but had Toy provided an argument that the videos were infringing under Japanese law, YouTube would have likely honored their removal. And this is all speculation into the minds of various people at a giant multinational entity like YouTube and Google. So we can only assume that somebody at YouTube told him this and they would have removed the videos worldwide and potentially struck out my channel. This to me is 100% absolutely ludicrous. And if we do a quick thought experiment, we can see why. Imagine that a brand new country were started somewhere on earth. That country has the internet and that country puts in its copyright laws that any video of any kind is infringing on what they deem to be copyright. Doesn't match with any precedent or any legal system anywhere on earth, 
But this country says that if you were to just state that this person is creating videos and infringing on that brand new country's copyright laws and their channel should be taken down, you would see immediately how ridiculous that concept is. International copyright doesn't exist. And for content creators that don't get the ability to prevent their content from going into the new country with the crazy copyright laws, or the old country, like Japan, with the maybe not crazy copyright laws, but certainly copyright laws that are out of step with the copyright laws of a number of countries on earth, then it is unfair and completely unwise for a content creator to depend on the YouTube system that totally not Mark, with a significant following, is told by someone at YouTube would have been killed but for the fact that Toy got a little greedy and aggressive in the way they pursued him. Now, I think YouTube's covering up a little bit here. I have to be honest. I don't think that YouTube would have gone down this road even if Toy would have offered justifications. I think it would become a more drawn out affair uh, between those two parties. But the reason they give, and again, totally not Mark, presumably not a lawyer, detailing what YouTube is telling him is itself ludicrous. YouTube's justification for following this notice and takedown process ultimately boils down to YouTube wanting to retain their safe harbor status. And that's a direct reference to the DMCA and some other laws in various jurisdictions. But because YouTube is an American country, because we often look at this through this lens, that is the concept that YouTube provides. The DMCA says, hey, if you're YouTube, you're not liable for someone else's infringement of copyright if upon notification of infringement, you take it down, disable access to, etc. And that notice has these kinds of things and there are certain protections against lying, but it's important to note a number of things. One, this is American law. This can only protect you against American infringement. It doesn't even claim to apply to other forms of infringement. So you don't lose your safe harbor solely by someone saying, hey, it infringes in Japan. That's a Japanese question. Americans can't even tell you how to infringe Japanese law or prevent you from infringing it through a statute that Congress would pass here in the United States. So YouTube is operating as a global worldwide entity and telling its content creators this kind of bull story solely to get out of what is the obvious problem, which is their copyright holders hitting the worldwide button when they should be going through the effort of determining which jurisdictions this particular content might actually be infringing in. Which, if you go back to the tape, is exactly what we said in that initial video that we did. That, hey, YouTube, you can't give geofencing jurisdictional capabilities to copyright holders and then say your hands are tied, we need to take it down, we need that safe harbor, when those copyright holders use your own systems to block things on a non-jurisdictional basis. And it's not our problem as content creators that you have a difficult problem to solve with international jurisdictions and copyright. You need to be better at this. And more specifically, when we talk about the solution that you found for Totally Not Mark, an enormous channel that it's doing very well for you and that probably wouldn't get the same attention if it weren't, that solution should be applied across your platform. The fact that it isn't, 
the fact that when we go and highlight this, as described by Totally Not Mark, he says, this is where YouTube did something they have never done before, a move that has added a brand new step in their copyright policy. That is ludicrous that this has never happened before. What has occurred with smaller channels that have stepped on toes in Japan or other jurisdictions. And believe me, I do not intend to disparage Japan here. Every single jurisdiction has the right to determine its own laws, rules, and regulations. And there are other jurisdictions outside of Japan that also take a similarly dim view of things like fair use and fair dealing. That is up to them and their people. That's totally okay. But YouTube would have been dealing with this problem from the start. They say they have never done this before. This is what they told Totally Not Mark. So take that with a grain of salt on its own. And what is it that they've never done? YouTube has removed the videos in Japan because given their application of copyright exceptions, Toy might see this as infringing in Japan. However, YouTube felt the videos could reasonably qualify for a fair use exemption in most of the rest of the world. So the content will remain up everywhere else unless... Toy actually decides to actually go to the mattresses to actually push the point, to issue a takedown notice in the United States that says, nah, we've evaluated fair use and we find it wanting. At that point, YouTube has thrown up its hands. That's all reading between the lines of what Totally Not Mark continues to say here. But understand, we've covered this kind of issue in virtual legality a lot. YouTube will 100% throw up its hands if Toy gives another takedown notice in the United States, applicable jurisdictions of other kinds, Ireland, wherever they might find themselves, and says, look, we examine this and we say you still have to take it down. For now, though, YouTube has apparently stepped into the fray, at least in respect to the application of their own system. In short, Totally Not Mark says, since Japan isn't a demographic I even attempt to target, and didn't have the capability of abstaining from uploading to, in the past, it's interesting wording, YouTube has elected to block my videos in Japan, which was always the solution to this kind of problem. The content holders, the copyright holders, should have the right to limit the ability of various pieces of content from going out to jurisdictions where they feel it is infringing. If they go through the proper legal process, Content ID, as I've said in the past, is actually potentially a fairly good system with massive, massive flaws. If they limit that to the jurisdictions that this is actually applicable to, then all is right with the world. However, they aren't doing that. And toy animation is a great example of the fact that content owners aren't doing that. And so one of the things that should happen is that the video creators should probably get a button that says, do you want this broadcast worldwide or do you want this broadcast to only those jurisdictions that have fair use and fair dealing laws? You could have a bucket that excludes those countries that we think aren't gonna otherwise abide by fair use and fair dealing. So if you are doing critical commentary that uses some footage, but in general of the kind that most laws would allow, you can click that button and say, yeah, don't send it to Japan, I guess, because that might be infringing over there. Don't send it to other jurisdictions but ultimately leaving that power in the hands of the people that can otherwise have their livelihood, their lives work obliterated on the whim of a company that apparently doesn't understand international legal intellectual property rubrics. And so when I look at this, Totally Not Mark finishes his video basically thanking YouTube. And, and I don't think that's unwarranted. It's always good when a giant multinational corporation can actually look at a question and say, hey, that's not right. So I don't, 
deny totally not Mark having that particular position in his video. I instead, from afar, look at it and say, this is a problem entirely of YouTube's making. They're giving all sorts of smoke to even a major content creator like Totally Not Mark saying, oh, we have to do this kind of thing because of the safe harbor. And oh, we've never done this before. I guess a copyright holder has never been this aggressive, which obviously isn't true. It's only in this particular circumstance that Totally Not Mark was able to get the views on the internet and create the noise that caused YouTube to actually help him out here that YouTube needs to take further steps. At bare minimum, YouTube needs to punish those folks that use Content ID in the way that they clearly think was wrong based on the events of today as described by Totally Not Mark. They need to punish the toy animations of the world that are using the tools that they built, that they provided in a manner that hurts their platform and hurts the people that make their platform popular and more importantly, profitable. They need to police the use of the systems that they created. And further, they need to consider opening up some of these things to the creators themselves. Totally Not Marks here says he couldn't abstain from uploading to Japan in the past. One wonders if he's been given a little bit of a special button to say, uh, not Japan, right? He's talking about anime. Not Japan might be a useful button for all kind of anime streamers uh, on this particular score. So one does wonder whether YouTube has given him a little bit of a special power, and if so, whether or not that special power can be given to the rest of the content creating world. Because in all honesty, with what YouTube has created, with giving copyright holders these weapons, it's far past time for content creators to have some at least defensive weapons of their own. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoy talking about cultural items like this through the lens of business and law, please consider supporting the channel. We can't do this kind of content without viewers and subscribers like you. We've also got other ways to support the channel listed in the description. Otherwise, just subscribing, telling folks we're here, upvotes, downvotes, ringing bells, sharing it on Reddit, whatever else floats your boat to tell people we're having this conversation, every little bit helps. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.